No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David makes a second attempt to move the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, this time according to the prescribed manner. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 15 on Simply the Bible. You've heard it said many times before, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. This is certainly true in the kingdom of God. Many times we get hit by the enemy. We may be even disciplined by our Heavenly Father. Circumstances beyond our control can beat us up. But we must get up again and get back into the game. That's exactly what we see today in the life of David. David so wanted to have the Ark of the Covenant with him in Jerusalem. So he set up a tent for it and brought many people with him to transport the ark. But when he put it on a cart, rather than having the Levites carry it, as God prescribed in the law, then at one point the oxen stumbled, and Uzzah reached out and touched the ark and was struck down dead. David was angry and then afraid, thinking that he couldn't bring the ark to himself. So it remained about 10 miles outside of Jerusalem, at the home of Obed-Edom for three months. But God blessed the home of Obed-Edom. We pick it up today in 1 Chronicles chapter 15. David built houses for himself in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, No one may carry the ark of God but the Levites, for the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of God and to minister before him forever. I think that during those three months, David was doing some Bible study and some self-examination. And he realized that it was he who was at fault here. He was the one that had done wrong because he didn't try to move the ark in the way God had said, that the Levites were to be carrying it. It wasn't to be on a cart. And so he said, nobody can carry the ark of God but the Levites. For the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of God and minister before him. Basically, David was admitting that he was wrong to the people, saying, look, it was my bad. And David gathered all Israel together at Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to its place, which he had prepared for it. David no doubt anticipated just a great celebration in bringing the ark of God, the very presence of the Lord, to him there in Jerusalem and wanted the entire nation there for the festivities. Then David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites of the sons of Kohath, Uriel, the chief, and 120 of his brethren, of the sons of Merari, Isaiah, the chief, and 220 of his brethren, of the sons of Gershom, Joel, the chief, and 130 of his brethren, of the sons of Elizaphan, Shemaiah, the chief, and 200 of his brethren, of the sons of Hebron, Eliel, the chief, and 80 of his brethren, of the sons of Aziel, Aminadab, the chief, and 112 of his brethren. Altogether, David assembled nearly 900 priests and Levites, 
for this special occasion. And David called for Zadok and Abiathar the priests, and for the Levites, for Uriel, Isaiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Aminadab. He said to them, You are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For because you did not do it the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. So David said, you need to sanctify yourselves. Get ready. That means to make yourselves holy. Set yourself apart. That would involve some ritual washings. It would mean that they couldn't defile themselves with anything that would make them unclean. It could maybe even mean that they had to offer some sin offerings so that they would be prepared. David didn't want anything to go wrong this time. He wanted to make sure that there wasn't any sin in the camp that was going to cause problems when they went to transport the ark. And then David said, it was because you didn't carry it before that the Lord broke out against us. Now, at first, when God struck Uzzah, David was angry that God broke out in that way. But now he realized it was really God who was righteous. I was at fault here. You know, I think anybody that ever gets angry with God is going to come to that conclusion that God was right. And if anybody was wrong, it's us. You know, when we stand before God on Judgment Day, God is going to be justified when he judges and we'll just shut our mouths and say, God, you were right, I was wrong. But David also said, we did not consult him about the proper order. David admitting his mistake here that he had failed to consult the Lord. I think that we need to realize God desires to do things in a proper order. The Bible says in the New Testament that we are to do everything decently and in order. And many times things are chaotic, but if we would just ask God, God, help us set these things in order, he would do it. So the priests and the Levites sanctified himself to bring up the ark of the Lord, God of Israel. And the children of the Levites bore the ark of God on their shoulders by its poles, as Moses had commanded, according to the word of the Lord. And so the Levites bore the ark as they were supposed to. And we in the New Testament are considered to be a royal priesthood. We are called to bear the work of the Lord, as it were. Now, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble and gentle in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my load is light. His load is light. It's not that we're strained under it, but we ought to be carrying the load that the Lord has given to us. And people should see that we are carrying that load. Then David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals by raising the voice with resounding joy. So the Levites appointed Heman, the son of Joel, and of his brethren Asaph, the son of Berechiah, and of their brethren, the sons of Merari, Ethan, the son of Cushiah, and with them their brethren of the second rank. So David told the Levites, look, appoint your brethren to, to be singers, to be musicians, to make a musical sound and a joyful shout, singing joyfully to the Lord. David wanted all of this music as accompaniment to the transportation of the ark. He wanted it to be a great time of worship and celebration and joy. 
And you know, that's the way church should be for us. When we come together, we ought to be joyful. We ought to be perhaps, you know, making a joyful sound with music and maybe even joyful shouting. I don't know. I don't do that much, but man, that's certainly what they did here. It should be an exciting time. People should be excited to come to church. You know, you know, when I go to a football game at BSU, I don't see the people looking all miserable and sad. I see them shouting, mostly joyful, uh, excited, exuberant. That's really the way it should be at church. I'll tell you one thing. I love it when I see that people are enjoying themselves at church. I really love it when I hear that the children are getting their parents out of bed because they don't want to miss Sunday school. They're so excited for it. And there should be just that celebration of joy when we come to worship the Lord together. So David, the elders of Israel and the captains over thousands went to bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom with joy. What a beautiful entourage this was with King David joined by the elders of Israel and the army captains who were each over a thousand troops, the priests and the Levites, the musicians, what an entourage. And they carried the ark about 10 miles from the house of Obed-Edom to the tent there that David had set up in Jerusalem. And so it was when God helped the Levites who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord that they offered seven bulls and seven rams. Now in 2 Samuel 6, we're told that they walked six paces and then they offered the oxen and sheep. When nothing went wrong, nobody was struck down. They realized God was helping them this time. They were doing it the right way. And so they made their offerings there, understanding that they had God's approval. And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen, as were all the Levites who bore the ark, the singers, and Kenaniah, the music master, with the singers. David also wore a linen ephod. David was clothed with a fine linen outer robe that all the Levites wore who bore the ark. Then underneath he wore a white linen ephod, which was the standard clothing of the priests who ministered before the Lord. Now in doing this, David had to take off his royal robes, but he was identifying with the priests and the Levites. And in so doing, he was picturing the one who is both king and priest, that is Jesus Christ, the son of David, And we are told that David danced before the Lord with all his might, leaping and whirling, praising the Lord. It was a heartfelt, sincere, and personal expression of David's love and devotion for the Lord and his joy in having the Ark of the Covenant so close to him. Thus all Israel brought up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn, with trumpets, and with cymbals, making music with stringed instruments and harps. And it happened, as the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David whirling and playing music, and she despised him in her heart. Now, when David arrived home to bless his house, we're told in 2 Samuel that Michael came out to meet him, and she said, How distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person would do. You see, she did not have the heart for spiritual things like David did. She wanted David to carry himself with royal pomp 
and not to humble himself as the commoners. She didn't understand the joyful passion and abandon with which David worshiped the Lord. And we are told that Michael remained childless throughout her life. Apparently, David refused to have relations with her. He probably saw the pride and lack of spiritual sensitivity in her that he had seen in her father Saul. She had cursed him, so now David would let her feel the pain of being childless. Now, was David being vindictive? Could be. He wasn't a perfect man. Sadly, this is what can happen when one spouse scorns or ridicules the other. The offended spouse can become resentful and harden his or her heart, causing a great deterioration in the relationship. Some commentators have even suggested that this event sowed the seeds in David's heart that would lead to his affair with Bathsheba. I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. We as spouses ought to enter into communion with our spouse. We should worship the Lord together and not become critical. Criticism will lead to division, but the communion that we share in the Lord will lead to oneness in the marriage. I will say that it is often after a great spiritual high that the devil will show up and try to rob you of your joy. Happy is the person who can rejoice in the Lord regardless of the unhappy, unbelieving, or thoughtless people that the enemy plants around you. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where David places the ark in a tent and establishes worship in Jerusalem. He appoints musicians and writes a special song of thanksgiving for the occasion. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible